Hi, welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast where we reflect and dissect the movies of the past 10 years. I'm your host, Jack Draper, and with me is my co-host, Clay Williams. Hey, I'm folding the pizza here. Come on, gabadigo, hey. Okay, well, thank you all for listening. Um, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. I'm folding this pizza, eating it whole. Good, hey. Gabagool. Gabagool, hey. Just it's imagine if for me. Gandolfini was alive to play this. I mean, like, I, this would genuinely he would, be... He would die. He, much... That's when he would die. Oh, that, that's when he would actually die. But, like, I, I was really, really thinking hard how I... Of course, like, the great Ebert quote is, like, you should not try to criticize the movie you want or something like that. But even if... I, but I was trying to criticize the movie I want, and... I don't think Ebert has seen Green Book, so... <laughs> Yeah, thank God, right? Um, but yeah, like Gandolfini in the uh, Tony Lip role would just, oh man, that would rule so hard because he actually has um, the uh, the the damage behind those eyes of his and that Hulk of a man, you know, it's um, someone you can still actually be directed and written by. You would Peter still, Finley. yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. the unfortunate thing. Yeah. Uh. Right. In all, uh, in all, you know, conversations, Gandolfini was a genuine man, unlike Vigo, from what we've heard. So I guess we have that to, to at least lean on. Oh, Vigo, 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 Vigo. <laughs> yeah. He's bad in this movie. He's really bad. That's what I noticed this time. He's just bad. It's unfortunate. I mean, this whole movie is just an unfortunate thing. It, um, the moment this happened, it was dated so poorly. Like, of course, that's this was um, a year that we remember very fondly, and I just remember the Twitter feed was just like, no, no, please God, <laughs> like this is already like you know driving Miss Daisy crash. Um, the Departed, no, just kidding. But um, oh, fuck just... you, <laughs> fuck <laughs> no, you for sneaking okay. that in. Well, <laughs> motherfucker. I guess. Well, the point is, it's it was just um, a horrible decision from the first second. Hey, I'm walking here. Hey. <laughs> right. It it just turns into uh, Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> this is like the bad version of Married to the Mob. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, this needed a Michelle Pfeiffer. Thank God Demi did not see this. <laughs> empathy, my ass. This movie sucks. This is like fake empathy. It's like artificial empathy. Yeah. I. The funny thing about Green Book is... <laughs> <laughs> one, he folds a pizza, and that's pretty cool. He does, yes. yes. I gotta say, it's my, I, I'm gonna spoil it already. That's my favorite scene of the movie, is him folding that pizza. Um, I just think it's a good scene of him folding a pizza and then eating it. Um, I think that's Vigo's best acting in the whole movie. I, I'm uh, I'm curious I'm, why they didn't choose that as the Oscar clip. <laughs> I'm just a big fan. I'm a big fan of folding that pizza and sn- you know just just snarking on it. What if in every movie that was in the contract now, like you know, for Vigo or for every single movie for ever every made? movie, yeah, for like yeah, I like that Portrait of a Lady on Fire. 
black Adele widow. Adele yeah. She yeah. just eats a, she just folds a pizza out of nowhere. The fuck, Scarlet? <laughs> Mank, we're gonna see. Yeah, I was, I, but, oh my god, we were thinking the same thing. I was thinking of Mank, the moment. Yeah. And it was like, Gary Oldman. Oh my god. Gary Oldman should have played fucking Tony Lip. That would be interesting. So? Seriously? No, I don't. But he keeps the British accent? Yeah, of course. I am from Brooklyn. <laughs> this is how you eat fried chicken. All right. Um, <laughs> Inarguably, uh, maybe the worst scene in the movie. At, oh, in a symphony of bad scenes. So I haven't finished... I, I, we were talking before the podcast. So, um, so I... Watch the first hour and 20 minutes of this movie, um, the length it should be, um, and, because I wanted, I, I was considering not watching it because I didn't want to waste two, two hours and 10 minutes of my life, but I'm like, I'll just put it in the background while I do other things, and um, I, I would just glance over at a scene and be like, hmm, not great, and then go back to my computer. Um, and, <laughs> Me too. Me too. And I just didn't, um, I didn't finish the last 40 minutes, so... Maybe there's a worse scene in the movie that I, I didn't watch, but um, I like I was again, I hit the hour 20 mark. This was right after um, this was right. When was it? this was a montage? You see like the road map, like the Indiana Jones roadmap of like <laughs> them, like going through the south. And there's like this, you know, yellow highlighter going through the roads. Yeah. Um, oh, no, 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 no. It's actually they're at they're They were just arrested. I literally watched this five seconds ago. They were they were arrested. They were in prison, and they're arguing about violence or whatever. Um, and that's when I stopped it. And I've just looked at it. And I'm like, there's 40 more minutes. What the fuck? Like, what else happens in this movie? Isn't that like the fucking climax of this whole, sh- you know, bullshit? After the scene in the rain, when Marshalla tells him about his identity and no, that no, I I didn't get to no, that part. That one. No, because um, they were just arrested. Because he. Oh yes, him. yes, and then you got you have the sensationalized, um, closeted homosexuality. No, 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 no. That's that... that's after. Jesus fucking Christ! No. They're pulled yeah, over. Yeah, see, I I just watched this last they're night. And this over, is already and they're in actual jail cell. my head. Yeah. And you know, racist cops mean racist. You know, he has rights. No, he doesn't. Blah, blah, oh blah, wait, blah. wait. They didn't like that he was black. And... Mm. <laughs> well, okay. The scene that closes this whole road trip is the the restaurant when he's denied a seat. Yeah, I remember that. I because yeah. I've seen this movie before, so I remember okay. that. Yeah, it's not like your first time. You're just like forty minutes. What in. what happens for the forty like the thirty minutes in between that shit? Like I have no idea. I would not recommend going to remind yourself. <laughs> um, so it's I'm totally literally gonna do math for. I'm literally going to do math homework after this recording, then watch the fucking watch the rest of the fucking movie. And now I want to say this when I was saying what's the funny thing about Green Book is I want to say it's not unwatchable and it's not. And when you actually watch it, it isn't the worst thing you've ever seen. But the moment you stop watching it, it gets 10 times worse. Just thinking about it is way worse than actually watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's my take. I don't. It's again. It, it's it's mediocre. It's not good. It's, but it's just not like a whole, like a garbage piece of filmmaking. It's just, nah. It's you know. It's just a little. It's a bit lower than meh. 
and mediocre. It's just a little bit lower than that. It's yeah. Okay, yeah. it's decently made. It's a you know, there's editing involved. There's a there's a score. There was filmmaking. Yeah. It's a movie. They had a camera. Yeah, exactly. Lights. There was yeah. pretty shots. And actors were in this. It, and some were giving a performance. <laughs> and I just think it's again, it's not the worst movie ever ever made, and it's kind of watchable, but barely. But this, but it's just when you when you stop watching it, when you're not just thinking about it, you're like, God, that was bad. Yeah. Well, I'll echo what you said, except that it's very very bad. <laughs> um, I can't really think of any aspect that it really succeeds for me. It Mahershala. is described well. Okay, yeah, we'll get to Mahershala, but um, it's described as a comedy, right? Like you can—that's a, a thing you can do. You can go to comedy as an unletterboxed, and you'll see Green Book. Like I'm yeah. not, I don't think I'm making this up, and it is just painfully unfunny. Of course, like I can say that, and then the next person can can say this was a laugh riot, um, and it's just overall just dramatically dull and so it I has cracked, i cracked a smile or two but that's about it <laughs> right sympathy um so yeah it's just and mahershala um man what a g that guy is <laughs> but um and we gave him we gave him a lot of love on the moonlight episode and i love him he's gonna be great at in a movie that we're all looking forward to um blade yes and I just think he's he's good. Like he's won the Oscar twice now. It's just he's on he's on autopilot here. Like you don't see, um, oh, I don't. You don't so. see the swagger he had. Mm. I mean, like it'll show range between Juan and Shirley, of course. But this um, character's not supposed to have swagger. That's the whole point. I just think it's it's auto it's autopilot to me. Like he just eh, I don't I don't think he's, I disagree with it. He's showing me anything. I don't think Ali can do. But I don't think Ali could do support or can do autopilot. He's just too much of a professional. Like he did research for this role. Again, I'm not saying this is a great performance. I don't think it should have been nominated, let alone win. But I don't think autopilot is not giving him credit. I don't. I think autopilot's not giving him enough credit because I think if this movie would truly be atrocious if he wasn't in it. Yeah. Yeah, he really is the the glue that holds it together. And uh, poor, poor Linda Cardellini, too. Um, it's horrible. Horrible what they do to her. Absolutely horrible. I mean, I'm not sure what your history is with Cardellini. Um, I know it's kind of a random... My history is that she's good. She's yeah, good she actor. is. She's good. Um, uh, Freaks and Geeks is a very formative show for me. And whenever I oh. see her, I just I just like flash right back to, uh, to Lindsay Weir. Um, that character is just so so perfect to that marriage of actor to character, and to see her in this now and in such a such a role that is uh, inexcusably um, uh, pushed to the side. It's uh, it's not what you want. It's not what anybody wants. No more wife characters for Linda Cardellini. No, no more wife characters in in a white savior movie that paints the wife as heavenly and not racist you know like and then which doesn't make sense it does not make sense that character should be racist yeah yeah 
There's just so no I way. Excuse uh, the Cardellini character. They're, it's because it's their fucking their son wrote the fucking script and it shows it's people of colors uh hands on them it shouldn't it's just really bad and you see that same you see the same thing in every scene like it's it it feels like a long um 120 minute exercise in trying to push the racism lever from on to off in Tony Lip's head. Like it's almost like it's dusty and it's rusty and you can't really bring it down and it's taking a lot of force. And so finally, once he lets um Mahershala into his home and he gives him that hug, that's when it's finally pushed off, you know? So it's it's really frustrating and, and quite annoying. It's just there's it, it's so it's such a I don't want to say a puff piece, but it's just like, of course, their son fucking wrote the fucking script. It's just such a, it's you know, their son, uh, was it Nick? Yeah, Nick Valonga. He he's his Nicky whole idea, B, of this, you know, he's yeah, from Bronx, uh, yeah. and the son of Tony. Um, his his whole idea to make this movie was because his father told the story, told the bedtime story of him, chauff- uh, uh chauffeuring Doctor Shirley in the deep south that's the whole idea of this movie my father would tell me a story about how he Wait, would really no. yeah that's the whole oh, idea really the bedtime it's, story okay basically i mean not bedtime story but like you know the family story that your dad yeah, or your uncle down to or your grandfather tells a million times at every single point they can like at every fucking family dinner they see a new person but like, have you heard the story about me and dr shirley mm-hmm. yeah okay, every that makes time sense. um and yeah, that's this that's this fucking movie. And I don't know. I don't know. Like again, it's not I don't know, maybe I'm nicer to this movie than you are, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just it's so bland and it's just it's not it's so just I don't know. Like Bohemian Rhapsody is an mm-hmm. assault. It is an egregious piece of filmmaking. It's bad, it's abhorrent, it is an assault on the senses, it is obvious, it hurts the eyes, it hurts the ears. It's Ben Hosley whole... put it best in the 2018 Blankies. He's like, it's a bloated, bland biopic directed by a racist, and no more needs to be said about it. Yeah. No, it's true, and I just, I just, it's, it, it's, so Green, okay, this is all give Green Book. It is not Bohemian Rhapsody. I think we can give any movie that. It is not Bohemian Rhapsody. It is not the one of the just pieces of shit movie ever. It's just it's not that. So that's 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 my take. Yeah, yeah. Um, Book is not Bohemian Rhapsody. That's fair. It's a fair assessment, and I think something those movies share in common is a wider symptom of what they represent. Uh, Green Book obviously being the the white savior complex the guilt that we have now shared for 50 years now of stories being told to white people from white people uh sensitizing racism so we can feel better that there's this middle ground between the racist and the non-racist you know and bohemian rhapsody representing which i honestly would would be in your shoes where it's just 
kind of like what you were you're standing on Green Book. Um, like it's just kind of bland and nothing, just like it can join the rest of the music biopics that we've gotten. Like, um, it's it's something that oh, I think it's actively it's, bad. Yeah, it, it is actively bad, and um, it's something that is programmed audiences to love the iconography and not the storytelling. This is so poorly made too. I mean, the ed- the editing is just one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Well, it's one of the, it's that it's the thing of uh, having the most editing, right? Not the best editing. It. I just. Oh, well, that was it, the thing about it. That's that's the excuse, I guess. No, it is, and that's the whole. That's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, even. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh. Those are two bad movies. Um, but you know what's a good movie? Yeah. Roma. It's a good movie that should have won Best Picture instead of it this. It is a good transition to the ceremony, actually. I mean, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> I'll be um, here all day. I think... What do you think happened with this campaign? Netflix, bro. I mean, Netflix and they just... And the Oscar voters don't like to be told what to vote for. I think that's the thing. They just, like, everyone was like, you should vote, you need to vote for Roma. And they're like, fuck you. You can't tell me what I want. You can't, t- you know, you can't tell me what I want to do. That's absolutely and also, yeah. Roma is a very quiet movie. And the Oscar Oscars do not like quiet movies. Uh, they don't, they like something that's so, over, like, it just hits you over the head. I mean, Moonlight. Well, see, that, I think you're onto something. Uh but Moonlight is such it's, the outlier. It's emotionally, um, I think it's emotionally quiet, but the scope is pretty massive. Um, that's Roma why they gave Moonlight? Roma. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the scope's pretty okay. massive. And that's why they gave him director and they didn't give him picture because it's like that's the the mo- kind of like the argument with the ed- with Bo Raps editing. They like the most directing. Um, <sighs> Wait. Yeah. Did- Lubeski did. Um, did Chivo win cinematography? Or Corona? no, it, uh, it was Corone Corone shot, shot, shot it. He did win. What yes. a fucking G! What a <laughs> fucking G! He shot his own fucking movie, and it's one of the best looking movies of the year. Well, PTA shot Phantom Thread. <sighs> just, <laughs> just have to bring up Phantom Thread in every fucking podcast. <laughs> Um, low-key, beautifully shot movie. Like, I... Oh, man. Um, Which movie? Roma or Phantom Thread? What do you think? <laughs> Both is the answer. <laughs> Asshole. Um, you know, actually, um, Roma isn't even my pick for cinematography. Mm. It was... Is um, it, say A Star is Born, I'm gonna punch. It was the favorite. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, uh, Robbie Ryan is... It's still a bad take. It's so... Di- well, I just knew uh, directing was pretty sewn up. So I personally chose the favorite. Um, well, not my ballot, but just what I would have gone with. Uh, I just... I think those fisheye lenses and the fact that you can see the ceilings and the way they frame uh, like physical comedy, it's... I, I mean, all Lanthimos movies are so beautifully shot, but this one is... As a period piece, I think it's really, really um, idiosyncratic. So, um, well, yeah, what do you remember from this ceremony? 
Um, it's pretty recent, so we can kind of pull it apart. Uh, funny enough, I'm looking back at it now. I'm looking. So of course, every every time we record one of these episodes, I look I, I look on the good old Wikipedia page and like who won, who didn't. This is the most 50-50 Oscars fucking ever. Mm. They got 50% of it dead on right, and 50 other, the other 50% so fucking wrong. It's kind of insane. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just, so, like, the acting categories. They got 50% right. They got Olivia Coleman and Regina King uh, as wins. Extraordinary elite performances. Exactly. And on the actor side... They got Rami Malek and Mahershala Ali. Yeah. I love you, Mahershala. I love you. We got to say this. Rami Malek can suck my dick. But, uh, you know, Mahershala Ali is great. But no. Let's, pour, let's just pour one out for Sam Elliott. I mean. If you actually think he should have won this award over Richard E. Grant, I will actively hurt you. I do. That. that I will fight is... you. Are Come on, I just—it's just a personal preference. To, well, your personal preference can can go hit itself. I don't well, know. okay. Um, I guess I'll I'll say Sam Elliott will have less of a chance to win in the future than Richard E. Grant does. Oh, and I bad. I don't know what else to say to uh, comfort you. You know, you don't need to comfort me. Just know that you're wrong and bad. Oh no. Well, I guess we can agree uh, on. Sam, Sam, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell should actually have one. Never mind. I, I, <laughs> oh no! I oh god! That. Let's not let's not bring that into it. Um, we're, we're, yeah, we're gonna I, do Vice. Oh no! Would it, who who would we bring for Vice? <laughs> I don't know. Dick would it Cheney? just be us? <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale comes on. I've actually met George Bush, so maybe I can ask him. Okay. Well. I... I don't know what to say to that. That'd be pretty. That'd be a pretty tense conversation. I don't know. He seems like a chill dude. I don't know a if war it's a chill dude. <laughs> I don't know if it's um, his personality that I'd be concerned about. It's it's that we have to now? talk about a movie about him. Yeah, oh, and you know, it's it's in our problem. differing opinions on the movie. And yeah. So it's just all. He'd be along but, for the ride. He likes hanging also out with we, young people. We should shout out the um, Black Panther wins, the historic wins there. Exactly. Uh, which I remember watching it, thinking that it had early momentum and maybe it could pull off picture. You know, like a surprise thing, and because the SAG win. I think it was like the Mad Max. Of, the Mad Max thing, totally. Yeah. Yeah, like they'll get the technical. Well, not. Not necessarily the all the technicals because it didn't get editing or those other like um, yeah. awards, but it'll get like you know it's Score, the blockbuster that people like. But they'll yeah, yeah. They'll give. So but like yeah, fifty percent. So for every like Spider Verse win, they give Vice. Um, uh, I guess hair and makeup you can get away with, but you can. Yeah, I'm doing wigs. Yeah, but like I don't know. But for every like Spider Verse winning best. Um, um, best animated, you get Bohemian Rhapsody winning both sound categories. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, and 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 so yeah, and so and like for every Roma winning a uh, best foreign film, you get original screenplay to Green Book. Hmm. Yeah, you know, 
I guess something that we can draw in comparison to this ceremony, to this most recent ceremony, maybe my favorite or one of my favorite will get the most nominations of the night, like the favorite in The Irishman, but they'll walk away with either nothing or one award. So your nominations you can champion, but it's not the best sign for you leaving the Dolby Theater. Well, Joker got the most awards last Oh, I guess. Oh, I thought. Well, Irishman and uh, the favorite both got 10, I think. So I think those just popped in my head. Yeah, but, you know. Did they have a clown prince of crime in those movies? I didn't think so. Did Green Book? I don't know. Valong is a bit of a clown. Joaquin is Tony Lip. What do you think? Honestly? That'd be. I don't know if that makes the movie worse or better. I truly don't. Because he'll do some weird shit that just makes everyone super uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about... I'm not sure how audiences feel about Joaquin talking about race either. I I think... I mean, that BAFTA speech was great, but I don't think they want him talking about it in the same breath as cows being mutilated. (laughs) That's true. That's my bet. Um, yeah, great, great stuff for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Bad stuff for Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. First Man won, won a thing. That was mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Shallow. Shallow is, of course, one of the better songs of the decade. Um, yeah. I mean, talk about a a botched campaign with the stars born. Do you think it was botched, or do you think the cat, the Academy just wasn't digging it? I don't know. I just feel like it was so front-runnery from the moment it premiered at Venice. And I, th- I think the kind of was like, the fifth remake? Yeah, we're done. No, no more. No more. Even if it's um, good, we can't It's do- the fourth. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> and um, you're Fucking right. Woman. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, they just, maybe the, maybe they just passed on that screener. Um. Or they watch it and they're like, like, we can't give it. Like, and they're done that. Yeah, it's like it's been. There's too much. No more awards for you. But man, it sucks. Cooper is my personal pick for actor. Yeah, easily. Out of that five, yeah. Yeah, easy. The bad five. Is it Christian, Rami, Brad? Oh, um, uh, Vigo, Bradley. I guarantee you can't name the fifth one because it, it was like a, a weird surprise outlier. that year. Yes, yeah. it was a huge. Yeah, we'll always have this fifth nowhere. that sneaks in. Oh no. Um. Yeah, I don't. Veteran actor, it's nominated a previous year for supporting a movie no one saw. Mm. It's a biopic. It's a biopic. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Defoe for at her attorney's gate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, talk about now, someone. That, what is what does he have to do to to get an Oscar? Now, best actress though nominations. Wow, perfect, cool. Besides, maybe close, but I mean, I don't know. I think close is good in that movie, whether you like that movie or not. Uh, Olivia Coleman for the favorite, who won and gave the best speech that's ever been given in the history of the world. Yeah. Uh, Martin Luther King could suck a dick. 
Um, <laughs> joking. joking. Oh, oh boy. Joking. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's not play that in court. <laughs> no, we should not. Um, you lots. I really. I. I hate what I'm about to do. I. Elipsia aperitio. Oh, thank you, thank you, Jack. That's the greatest thing you've ever done for me. Um, I just. I. I was gonna butcher it so bad. Um, Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born. And Melissa. Melissa McCarthy. Can you sound after me. me? Can you ever forgive me? Just in case you didn't. Uh, Jack, can you ever right. forgive me? Can you ever forgive me, Jack? I'm Will sorry. Will you be my neighbor? No, I won't. Fuck you. Diary of a Teenage Girl. It's it, actually it's won't you be my neighbor, not will you? Son of a bitch. Man. Bitch. Oh, we had that we had we had that bit good. But yeah, no, there's that's a really good lineup. That's a really good lineup. Um. Is there anyone that you, you that you want to shout out that didn't get in that five? Ooh. Um, or any Viola. Five. Well, Viola. Let me look at. Let me crack open the spreadsheet. Gosh, are, we, are we getting our spreadsheets out? Viola for what Widows, of course. What did I do? <laughs> Viola for Widows is atrocious. Um, the Becky widows for Widows is a whole other thing. That... Um. Let's see, what, which ones had, like, an actual shot? Give me a minute here. Regina Hall, support the girls. Yeah, that's yeah, such a great performance. This is so much better than talking about actually Green Book. Um, let's see. I mean, yeah, I mean, Ethan Hawke for First Reform. That's just, <sighs> that's so insane. That's so crazy. That's so I still crazy. lose sleep because of that stuff. That's so crazy. I just remember feeling elated when Paul Schrader's name was announced an original screenplay but that's just kind of like not i mean i shouted this out like original a few weeks ago that original screenplay we always get a bone thrown to us like the like the cool kids are gonna line up at that table and uh knives out getting in this year is kind of like that yeah some of these snubs are insane michael and B. Jordan, of course we, should, we haven't even mentioned uh tony collett hereditary yeah that's the thing michael b jordan for black panther tony collett for hereditary uh, Ethan Hawke for first performed. The only award they truly just got right, like a hundred percent, no question asked, was Regina King for best supporting actress. Mm, yeah. That's just that's 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 just the correct pick. Paul Giamatti, Private Life. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, like most Oscars. Even even burning. Oh my God! Don't even get me started. Kiki um, Lane for if Beale Street could talk. Even Jane, I mean Beale Street in general. Sheesh. What I mean, what a comparison with with um, discussing race with Green Book and Beale Street. I mean, it's James so, Baldwin versus Nick Valonga. Yeah, right. Uh, um, I think this is an embarrassing movie in many ways. It's an and embarrassing. Another Oscars. way is the year in race that we had with 2018 and then the eventual victor in the eyes of the public being green book is just a horrible look with uh the hate you give blind spotting sorry to bother you um we should talk about black Klansman a little i feel like because of uh spike lee's uh rivalry i guess with uh peter farley it's not. It's not his cup of tea. It's. Well, you guys are British, right? Yes. Yes. 
I'll um, say it in a British way. It wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> God. I forgot. I always forgot how short that guy was. That guy is, and then yeah, he's um, short. He's quite. He was quite the uh, the character in la, in uh, that awards campaign, and it's. I I can't recall if Klansman had a shot at picture. Nah. I think he was just like we'll get we'll throw him something in screenplay. But I remember the fact that he got in director. That was that was pretty big, and the fact that he beat fairly in director. He didn't get director. Spike Lee didn't get director. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm. Okay. Uh, oh no, wait, he did. he did. I'm so sorry. He did. Sorry, I am so sorry. Well, I apologize. Yeah, um, he got director. And also, quick an shout ass. out to Pavel Pavlikovsky from Cold War. Also getting director. That was. That was really rad, sure. I gotta say. Um, also, Spike getting um, speech of the night. Um, I, I mm. think he was he kind of prepared well. Second, was, huh? Second speech of the night. No, I said one of. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think we're both in agreement that um, that Rami Malek was the best in the night. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck he said. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, like, I like Freddy. Freddy's a cool guy. <laughs> Probably. Sorry, he's dead. Um, yeah, but, like, he just was so excited, and the hug that he gave Samuel Jackson is so pure, and, um, like, you can't script something like that. It's, that's, I, I'm, we talked about it with um, uh, Bong Joon-ho's speech for Best Director. It's like you just something this human and personal and uh, genuinely moving is is very rare when it comes that's, to something that seems why, so artificial with the Oscars. That's why I think people were like when it was announced that Penelope Cruz was uh, going to present Best Foreign Film that people were like, are they going to give it to Pain and Glory? Like I think that like that's I feel like that kind of thing is why they were like, wait, what's going to happen here? Yeah, yeah. You remember um, that? I do. Um, because they felt like Omadovar had been um, offered so many other chances with foreign, and they had all, always given it to someone else. And this, and I feel like there were, the, the arguments were all there, essentially. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it did not. <laughs> it won four Oscars. Do you remember that? Parasite won four Oscars. Very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, they get half of the shit right. They get yeah. Spider-Verse for Best Animated, which is dope as fuck. Clansman for Adapted. What a triumph, Spider-Verse, man. Um, Regina for... So, and the funny thing is, even though, like, technically, this is a much better in the terms of in terms of race... This year than it in acting categories than it was last year. Yeah. Which is interesting because Green Book still fucking won. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Oh. oh boy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think the fact that this was again um, kind of a boring show. This was also the first year that we had no host. But uh, it went by fast though. That's the thing. It did, I it did go back. Yeah, that's true. Um, we had the whole Kevin Hart thing. That was controlling the pre-narrative of um, of his 
um, tweets about um, the um, yeah, ju- yeah, just yeah. some bad jokes. So, just some, bad some jokes. very poorly written tweets and um, uh, what was I gonna? Bad jokes and bad behavior, and he yeah. probably should not have hosted the Oscars, and he yeah. deserved that, and he deserved the criticism. When taking the, into account, especially. Yeah. Um, the Oscars core audience. Yeah. I think that is what the larger issue is here. Um, even let's say they did let him go, even knowing these, um, these words in the past. Um, it's a little bit like, I can't draw a comparison. <laughs> um, so I think this, since we're still on the Oscar state actually well one thing to shout out that the fact that this was kind of a lot an uneven show in terms of favorited wins um olivia coleman's speech at the end of the night was um sh- just so shocking i just i remember my breath t- being taken away when her name was announced and um and glenn close lost for the seventh time in a row and now just genuinely just so shocking so i want to ask you something because uh, i don't really have an opinion on this because I, I i just don't know is is olivia coleman a weed in that movie mm, this has been highly debated oh yes yes it centers around her yeah. she probably has out of the three, she probably has the least amount of screen time. She is the titular desired favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm kind of one that subscribes to the theory that category fraud is sometimes just inconsequential. Like, get would an Oscar her- how you mean need to get an Oscar. Yeah. Coleman, yeah. Put- yeah. Is she in your spreadsheet? Yes. She's- she made the five? Yep. She didn't make the five for me, but I'm considering not switching that out. Okay. I will listen to any argument that puts Stone or Weiss, Vice in, in lead. But at the same yeah, I'll stick to it that she's lead. Yeah, I, I put Weiss as supporting. Mm. It stinks that Emma Stone... I mean, I love Emma Stone in La La Land, but like... That, <laughs> You won an Oscar I, for that. She did, yes. And uh, I love that performance, but it's like, um, I think that fa- that per- her performance in The Favorite is is just uh, tremendous and as Abigail. I've never seen her in that that mode. So um, I was going to briefly touch on, since we're still in the Oscars uh, portion of the conversation, that this had a very rocky uh, campaign. Green Book? Yeah. I'm talking about Green Book now? <laughs> yeah. I thought this was going to transition. That's unfortunate. Episode. I know. Um, with uh, And I, I have this written down just so we can refresh ourselves. The inaccuracy to Shirley's family that Marshala had to apologize for. He had to step away and be like, guys, I'm very sorry. Like I tried yeah. to approach this man with the appropriate essence and, um, and respect that I could. Uh, Vigo Mortensen using the N-word. <laughs> that, that was a big thing. In a press event. Yeah, in, in a front press of event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How 
There was an audience. Dumb can you be? Peter Farrelly. Uh, Being an asshole yeah, and a he weird sexually fuckery. harassed around his uh, sets. Sets, uh, especially Cameron Diaz coming out when they filmed something about Mary. Um, Nick Vallelonga's Islamophobic uh, tweets with the pr- then prince- presidential candidate Donald Trump talking about 9-11, something like that. Yeah, um, we don't need to talk about this. Charlie Wessler's hate mail. Of course, he was the producer of the movie, and he, I think he um, mailed, emailed some critic or a moderator of some kind or publicist. He was like, I listen, feel like it was critic. you don't, yeah, maybe. It sounds right. He's like, listen, if you don't like our movie, then stick a cork in it, you know, essentially. Like, he was just so ruthless and um, cynical and just just mean you know like um these award season campaigns are they can get to be like running for president um sometimes they can also like, get nasty they can get nasty but the thing about it is that people don't show it you know unless you're not weinstein you won't be like oh man i hated um a star is born like um or at least someone else from that are representing other movies, you know, like I didn't really see that um, in most years. So it just showed a sign of disrespect coming from Charlie Wessler. I mean, the, the, all of it. And it's so fucking cowardly that Peter Fairley and Nick Vallelonga had to let, had to let Ali take the, like have to have him apologize. What the fuck? That's not, he tried to his fucking best, but at the end of the day, an actor has to go off a script and has to go off of the director. That's how these movies are made. And for him to be able and for him to have to apologize for it is such bullshit because everyone fucking knew that it wasn't his fault. Yeah, sure. He took the role. and Maybe that deserves some criticism. But still, everyone fucking knew that Ali didn't did not have to apologize I mean, it was nice for him to do so because you could tell he's such an empathetic and like um, genuine person yeah. and really felt bad for it. And for that, I think he, he probably if to feel better or to feel like he's made some amends or whatever his reasoning is. I think that's fine. If he wants to apologize, you should apologize. But the idea that he had to out of everyone is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Such bullshit. And I go back and watch the speeches every time we do one of these and. Uh, his speech when he's except supporting actor and so um and we and so close to recording our moonlight episode you can tell the difference in gratitude i guess like maybe since it was just that green book and moonlight were so close together mm-hmm. at the same time like he just he just looked uh not as um uh just there was something different in the air and especially one-on-one best picture like the applause just felt so muted and um as compared to parasite and now of course infamous... to... go ahead yeah and um once the acceptance speeches start rolling the camera at one time uh pans through the uh the team the green book team and you have like octavia spencer and mahershala on one side and vigo valanga and uh fairly and charlie wessler and the other and it just it just it just everything about 
it looks so whenever bad. they go up on stage just looks really really off-putting like there's something so bad. very shitty behind the scenes from this campaign that i just i think all of us kind of knew but um we'll we'll never know and that's what's really scary <sighs> green book he folds pizza we're 45 minutes in he folds a pizza uh, I don't know. How, how are you doing, Jack? What's going I'm on? I'm good. You? I'm good, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, I just, I think this uh, this whole thing is just really, really bad. And coming off Parasite, the contrast in quality is, is just immense. And, of course, we may look at Green Book at the time in November and think it's harmless and a bit charming, and Herschel is pretty good. But it really does play into this this thing of um, the the movies about race made by white people, and that makes us that are made to aimed us to make us feel comfortable and and easy when that's not the um, the issue going on here. And green, I mean, another thing about that night is. Um, Klansman v. Green Book is just do the right thing and driving Miss Daisy all over again, especially with do the right thing being snubbed entirely. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it, of course, it just pushes, you know, it's, it's the white savior narrative. It's the white savior movie and how, um, that has perpetuated. Um, we were going to have, um, someone who I've talked to, a lot about where Hollywood is in the in the um, state of diversity and um, how the depiction of race in these movies and the people who are behind the camera for some of these stories. Uh, someone who we talked to a lot, a lot about that, Jason Sneed, was supposed mm-hmm. to be on this episode, but he will be um, soon. He will. He will. Be. He'll, he'll he'll be on a episode, yeah. uh, definitely in the near future. Uh, we have a, we have a few ideas. Um, but yeah, it, we're going to have a moment. Maybe but, one you know, already uh, mentioned schedule. on this episode. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. there's a good chance of that. Big possibility. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, this, it's this troubling narrative that this movie had, not just because of the like, movie itself, but the genre and the, and the overall archetype of these stories and how that's still perpetuating hollywood even though we all thought we were done with it mm-hmm. um yeah it's unfortunate uh it's hopefully this movie even though it won funny enough it won best picture but movie, but this might have killed i don't know i i don't want to i don't want to say it too soon but it might have really stopped the idea of white savior movies being a thing even though like this could be like the last white savior movie because it just got so much criticism and people in the overall everyone just was like mm, no that it might just be like and and it's and especially in this day and age with social media and um, awareness for these mm. issues I think people would want to avoid whether like it's not even just like because Hollywood is better than that it's just they probably want to avoid fucking criticism so they'll probably just avoid those stories from now on hopefully in Twitter and just in the general film discourse is growing and evolving for better or for worse every day and um the the fact that we get one of these 
now um, it, it it just won't favor how we talk about it anymore because it's just it's not going to be more beloved just because it's it's discourse is evolving you know this is also just a very ugly looking movie i noticed like nothing about this the cinematography first of all is is uh, interesting to look at or visually arresting and i just looked at the cinematographer his name is sean porter um he has shot kumiko the treasure hunter 20th century women and green room which all three of those are very good looking movies so i think this might be just peter fairway faults yeah i don't think it's a well the thing is it depends on how how do you classify bad cinematography um i think it's dull which could be contributed to bad cinematography but i feel it's just it's very it's very milk toast it's very vanilla the cinematography i don't think i it's think necessarily... you're right in that nobody can be like roger deacons but at the same time it's um like i didn't I mean... hate like my eyes were like this is bad it was just more of like okay that was my because, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the cinematography is great or anything, but I'm like, oh, that was, like, one pretty shot out of, like, a million. Okay, that's it. I'm done. <sighs> this is really sad. Um, the fact that they award... What was the... Do you remember a moment in the night that you kind of felt the air change that this was going to be... This is get, going all the way? Or did you... Because I, I... Oh, wait, you know, I remember... Um, a few hours before, you switched from Roma to Green Book, and yeah. I still had Roma because I, I was just doing some wishful thinking, I suppose. I was just looking at the narrative behind it. I was looking at what people were saying. I was looking at the Oscar predictions, and I just kind of had to say to myself, "It's just, it's a difficult movie. It's Roma, I think, and and people might disagree with me, but Roma had." The Netflix stigma, certainly. No, but, but that, that, but I think like Roma is the Roma is the harder movie to award Best Picture than Parasite. I think. I think the Academy. I think it's a harder movie for the Academy to get on board with because it's so quiet. It's so, you know, it's very, it's, uh, it's, it's really focused on a complete cultural perspective. It's, you know, it doesn't try to have like too many like universal themes in a sense of like how every single person can completely understand what's going on in this movie. I'm not saying Parasite does, but I'm saying it's more, it has more of a connecting factor to other society or to other cultures through capitalism and its messaging of like how the world and materialism and power and greed. Well, this movie is very much the culture, you know, the cult. um, I mean, it's, it's Alfonso's very personal movie to his upbringing, to his childhood, and I think I think it also should be worth reminding that directors vote on directors, so mm-hmm. they may have seen Alfonso Cuarón's achievement as something purely technical and. Um, but don't I they mean, vote for nominations, not wins? I thought everyone voted for wins. I think that's yeah, how everyone votes. votes for best picture. But no, but for but isn't the thing is the sound department nominates the films and everyone picks who wins. I think that's how it is. Yeah, maybe. I think that's because yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure that's that that's how it works. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, um, I think Roma's a great movie. It's probably my favorite of that year. Really, um, number one? Mm-hmm. I have it. I, it needs a. I don't know how I can rewatch it, but it needs a rewatch. I was just really blown away. And maybe the and sometimes I think maybe did the hype get to me, but I'm pretty sure that's a masterpiece, and I love that movie. So that's know. funny. I have it in my like top twenty, but children. Was, no, like I, I um, I mean, I have it still pretty high. It's just children and men beats it for my favorite Quran. But what does that have to do with 2018? No, it, it no, it's just <laughs> it doesn't. Um. I just I, I agree with you. I think that's marvelous. It it just children's and men still beats it for me personally. Okay. Um <laughs> yeah, where do we go from here? Um <sighs> I don't know. I'm I hope Octavia doesn't make another one of these movies. I it's mm, just I yeah, the yeah. help and Green Book is not a great look. Because we didn't touch on her much with Shape of Water, but I think she has dug herself a little bit of a rut. I mean, it's only and, really um, movies, but I mean... I suppose you can lump... Um, no, I, I was thinking... I, I know where you're going with it. It's, I don't think it's a White Savior movie, but it could easily be. Like, if it what was were you thinking, just to confirm? Hidden Figures. I think it's a White Savior movie. But it's, it's, not, it's not, though, because... Look at Costner, the Costner... But he's I think not Costner's this. a fake character. It's he's true, that person but I don't exist. think he actually like saves the entire thing. He helps. I think there's a difference. Emma Stone saves the story. Costner just was like, yeah, let them do their thing. I'm not saying that character is well written. I'm not saying that it's it has bad optics. But I just don't think it, it's those women actually are let are allowed to actually achieve make the movie like or make their accomplishments without someone like they. I think there's a difference between opening the door and actually save, uh, like a, a white person opening the door and saving. You know what That's I mean? What you're saying. I do. I will lump them together. Well, you shouldn't. I well. I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is worse. Um, yeah, I just. Um, I and I do. I actually do like hidden figures. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah, why I do I, like I, it. I, I just because I don't think it's as egregious. I don't think it's like I don't think it's not oh, Miss Driving Miss Davies. It's um, sorry, Driving Miss Daisy, not Davies. Driving. It's not a Driving Miss Daisy. It's not a Green Book, and it's not a. It's not a help. Yeah. I think it's. I, I think it's just. I think it's the better version of what could be classified or could have been a white savior movie. And Janelle Monet and Mahershala are both really charming in Hit Figures. I always forget he's in that movie. <laughs> right? I always forget that. Loki, that kind of helped him with Moonlight. That's like one of those things where if an actor has multiple projects and you're like, man, they worked pretty hard this year. Well, I then Luke Cage helped him, too. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was kind of joking. Like, look at Laura Dern. I... Like, like, Big Little Lies season two, Little Women. I mean, Luke Cage and Big Little Lies are like the same, same show. Like, they're like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. almost the same exact show, so that makes sense. <laughs> um, imagine, imagine the cast swap of the scripts are the same. Hey, <laughs> hey. hey, hey there. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? What were you um, gonna say about the motion picture, Green Book? 
I like to think that it got Mahershala to go like, you know what? I just want to make fucking Blade. I'm done. Let's just let me just make mm-hmm. Blade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I like to think that's the reason Green Book exists. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think he tries. I Should you just I tell the story did. of him double fisting some hardware? And yeah, I, mean, I feel like I've already told it. But <laughs> no, you have. I, I was yeah. But just him just going up to Kevin Feige at a Oscar. I, it might have been an Oscar party. <laughs> or like an awards or, or for consideration party or no it was after he won it so it had to be whatever it was some event he goes up to kevin he's like i want to make a blade movie and kevin's like done sure <laughs> um and mm. like that comic-con announcement like you know they just announced the entire slate is that your most anticipated year. of the new new announced movies that's most honestly i mean if you could only have get... one of the new one of the new announced ones Oh, it depends on like when they get that when they get a director because it doesn't have a director or writer right now. It just has Mahershala. Okay, that's unfair. It's hard to say, but I, 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 it honestly, I think it is. Mm. Uh, Because I mean, the Wesley Snipes Blade movies. I haven't seen the third one, but the first two are good, and Wesley Snipes is great in those movies. Um, And I think it just, yeah. Honestly, if they get a director or writer on there that I'm really interested in, then it'll be dead. Like certified 100 percent what if Mahershala's like this is my debut it's my directorial debut right here if he do- wow imagine imagine fucking insane that'd Especially for a- dope man i don't think he can do that i don't think anyone can do that for a movie like that because that's such a huge blockbuster um, well then what if he's like my friend here my friend here i not want to say any holes his oscars <laughs> I'm not Listen, saying Kevin. I want to direct. Couldn't. I'm just saying like it might be logistically impossible. Like I, I think that's just too much for a person. Yeah. Okay. Um. But still, I mean, I would love to see it. Um. I'm all for you. Yeah. I'm all here for it. Yeah, yeah. But when the moment Kevin Feige puts on that blade hat and the logo, because he, like you think the whole thing is going to be done, okay. you know, the, you know the whole entire like Hall H presentation. He's like, no, we got one more thing, and like you know, um, yeah, lights I remember turn the text off. Messages. See the blade logo. And then you see him wearing a hat. Then Mahershala comes out of nowhere, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" Um, that was cool. And then, of course, they have uh, the sequels in their back pockets: Captain Marvel two, Black Panther two, and Guardians three. So. Yeah, I mean, Black Panther two is hard not to be like, "Yeah, that's the fucking one." And like, you get weird new movies like Eternals or Shang Chi, um, and you get Thor four. Yes. You get Thor Eternals. four with. Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman coming back, Tessa Thompson. Chloe's I- house hive. Let's let's ride it on. <laughs> Chloe's um, our warriors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should do the rider like right now. <laughs> well, I think we've discussed it. I mean, I I think we, we can call it. We'll do the rider for when Eternals comes out, right? Well, no, no, yeah, but now. No, not now. <laughs> and what a great movie. Um, I need to see it. I'm excited. Oh, you haven't? Oh. Okay. No, I haven't. Gonna say now I can't see it until November because uh, yeah. it only makes sense to do so. Um. Well, spoiler, but it's good. Is there any other Oscar highlights you want to win? I do want to say this. Okay, you for original it? score, I love Black Panther score. I think it's a great score. It Bill Street could if Bill Street could talk, it's the best score of this decade. It's kind of just no. no are you kidding me, bro? It's oh. so good. I mean, you have, of course, you have your Greenwoods yeah. and your Resners, um, but like the Beale Street Could Talk score is 
truly sensational. It's at least the best score of that year. It's the best score of many years. It's probably the best score of the decade. It's ah, a, that's so really hard. I mean, didn't I declare Social Network was the best score of the decade already? So, and but you also said that about I think Phantom Thread <laughs> too. I'm at a loss. I mean, I love music scores. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but you're also uh, like with Trent Reznor and Atticus I'm, Frost, uh, Stan. Also, I think we should consider Uncut Gems' score is nothing short of sensational. From Daniel Lobtain. Um, I mean, we should talk about Ad Astra's Max, Max Richter. Oh, Max Richter. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah. That guy gets uh, me uh, Daniel Pemberton for Steve Jobs. Underrated. I mean, any like his, like his uh, new Birds of Prey score is great. His Spider-Verse yeah, score yeah. is insane. You know what, Have you Loki, listened to his Spider-Verse score? I, yes. It's um, insane. It's so creative and cool. You know what movie, actually, I would I would like to, to do, but... His score is really good for is uh, Man from Uncle. Hmm. He does some. He's he actually kind of jazzed <laughs> it up. Yeah, you know. Um, Did that sneeze catch on Mike? I don't know. Okay. We'll to see later. I mean, if if I'm gonna sneeze on Mike, it should be for Green Book. I gotta say. <laughs> I think you should vomit on Mike. Can you believe that Bill Street Could Talk was not nominated for Best Picture? Dude. What the I mean, fuck is up? Between Beale Street and uh, Widows, those shutouts were especially embarrassing because well, I don't. Widows is hard because that's such a weird movie for people. Well, yeah, I, Beale Street I guess... is, but that's the crime. Like that's the obvious. Where I'm coming from is Widows. because Moonlight and Twelve Years, of course, are both eventual winners. So I, at the time, I guess but, I'll put it like that. But at Widows the, is completely different from those two. All right, but. At the time, I didn't realize um, uh, the alienation that Widows had caused and um, whatever flubbed Beale Street. So I was just confused because I didn't. Annapurna be fucking up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good way to put it. So that's all. Because I was considering the McQueen... And uh, Jenkins' brand names of it all. I wasn't thinking about. Oh, I see what you're the saying. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know? Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. That was yeah. my thought in uh, 2018. Yeah. Man, both yeah. exceptional movies, though. Yeah, you're right, man. But like, Beale Street is just like, that's that's catnip or not catnip, but that's so easy. Like you, yeah. that's, that's like this the this is a movie that you guys should love. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah um yeah uh and also i we actually we i mean uh i shouted out the uh indie spirit award uh director speech and then the oscar director speech being my favorite speeches of those week of that weekend last episode or parasite on the parasite episode and i'll actually say the same thing for this year or well wait no, well, I I don't really remember Qurans that well, but Barry Jenkins's speech for the Indie Spirits was awesome because he oh, I haven't watched it had a similar thing with uh, Bong's speech where he's just shouting out the rest of his nominees and he like has this really emotional um, moment when he talks about Lynn Ramsey and how much Ratcatcher inspired him. It was real. Oh man, it was really touching. 
because he's like, I just not deserve this. Like I straight up, I just don't think my movies was as good as your guy as you guys. So, um, yeah, I just more love to Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins is cool. I like Barry Jenkins. Um, (sighs) yeah, uh, weird Oscars. They got some right. They get some wrong. Um, some of the wrong ones are just really wrong though. Uh, best film editing is truly the one, like maybe, I mean, I don't know if it's worse than green book winning picture, but it's up there. Mm-hmm. It's just such the worst award for it. Um, Black Panther, like, um, Ruthie Carter, I think. We yeah, that's the big one. Costumes. That's for, like fucking yeah, bro. Can you see if that's her first win? Yes. I already know because that was the narrative. That's really sad. I already knew that. Like, I didn't have to look it up because I knew that was the big narrative. But, like, finally, she's going to get her fucking Oscar. And uh, even more appropriate was Spike Lee in the room, of course, because they're close collaborators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was nominated twice for Amistad. Oh, boy. Um, and Malcolm X. Mm. Oh, man, what great costumes Malcolm X has. Mm-hmm. She is from Springfield, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. pronounce your state because it's a dumb name. <laughs> what Springfield? No, your state. Oh. Yeah, no, it's uh, too many syllables. I'll say. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, you talk about the live. So again, I, I think I. So we already recorded our Parasite episode, um, and on that episode I say that, to spoiler, that no more songs. No more songs at these fucking Oscars. It's not the Grammys. Stop it. No more. But the one I dearly did like, I mean, actually this year they had all the stars. Oh, yes, right. yes. Okay, I know. I, and this but, is good to bring up. Shallow? Oh, man. Oh, mother of God. Even watching it on a TV, you were uh, you're pretty won over by the eroticism yeah i know i was gonna say so there's this whole narrative and this and unfortunately this is the crueler part of the internet where people wanted bradley cooper to divorce his wife oh wait really oh yeah it was a big thing divorce (laughs) his wife because they wanted him with lady gaga but there's also the tabloids like their marriage isn't doing so well and or they you know there's all these rumors of him of her cheating um she also was married at the time of both of them cheating on the other spouses and they were having an affair blah 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 all this tabloid bullshit and i don't think any of that's true but and all, and i was making fun of all of it like how people were so like they need to get together and or like they oh i bet they had an affair blah 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 i i was making fun of it but then when they shared that you know then when they their eyes connected on stage just looking at each other while doing that i'm like oh no i get it i understand <laughs> yeah. how you would interpret yeah. that like, guys, come on. That like, are we really okay. going to do this to them? Like, these are two people who um, did a, a fantastic job of being in love, and and they own the characters of Allie and Jack Maine. But come on, we can't just say, get a divorce. I know. <laughs> and then but once they, they sang shallows together, and you're like, okay, I am pro-divorce. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, maybe they have a point. Yeah. Um, but no, but, yeah. That was it just sensational uh uh, musical performance from the both of them and it made it all the better that um uh bradley cooper had his jack main hair 
mm-hmm. Aaron Beard combo, and uh, it's or at least something like that. Or oh no no no, I remember he had the beard, and he and the rest of award season he was clean shaven, because he wanted to only he wanted to like shed um, the Jack Maine skin. He just wanted to be himself, which I get. Like that's a very intense kind of character, um, but it just it made it all the better. And I would have given the world if he had done the voice, like the Orson Welles kind of grumpy voice. Um, that would have been fantastic. Um, I wanna I wanna clear something up real quick. They were not married. The uh, um, Cooper's last partner. They oh, were sure. just together, and she was, and they had a kid together. But they were not married technically. So. But they did split in June of 2019 because, yeah, and that just added fuel to the fire pit. Lady Gaga is happily married, and from all points, or from and I uh, remember um, during Brad Pitt's SAG speech this year, um, he was introduced by Bradley Cooper because he and um, he was like Bradley has to go, he has to put his kid to sleep. So that's. So it's interesting how that circles around. Um, one of the best presentations of the night, like no questions asked, was Aquafina and John Mulaney. Um, they were just just incredible chemistry together, and so like so funny. I find those those people just hysterical, even if they had to read the phone book. Um, this was also like we said before. This was the first year that they went hostless, and I think if they were to contact anyone for hosting, it would be my pick. Would be those two. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, again, we again we discussed this uh, in the parasite episode, but it's just who's gonna say yes. That's that's the that's the thing. Who's gonna say? Yeah, we should. Um, I I want to host the Oscars. Um, um, yeah, that was great. They're cool. That's a good movie. We'll cover it soon with Meg Brady or the immediate future. I don't know about soon, but like, yeah. I um. Is there anything? I mean, I, I hate to end it so early. I just don't know what else to talk about. Is there anything else you want to say before we get into? I don't. Do we do favorite scene? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Do you have a favorite scene of this movie? I, not really. This is a no. It's a really, really bad movie, man. Yeah, I guess. Boy, what is there to talk about? Um, I actually, do I, I? I'm a big fan of. Okay, I know this is you know this is bullshit, and this is like I shouldn't. Like this is, this isn't even praise, but I've just got to say. I'm always a fan when racists are being punched in movies. So I got to say, I'm a big... So that I liked. Like when Viggo Mortensen punches racist Hicks or whatever. That's fun. Yeah. Or yeah. he punched that racist cop. I'm like, all right, cool. But that's about it. And that's and that's the faintest praise I could ever give. I forget who said this. But I think this was someone that talked about the movie like shortly after the win. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm struggling to recall, but it was is maybe some critic whose name I wish I could shout out. Um, but it's almost like this movie is the template on how to make a movie. 
like you have a three act structure, you have like a conflict resolution, uh, characters meet, they go from point A to a point B. Um, uh, these characters don't get along together, something that brings them together in the middle. They're friends by the end. Like it's it's just such like this is how to do a close up and this is how to film coverage. And it's it's, it's so kind of like it's it's not only basic, but it's like steps. It feels like a tutorial. People, like it feels, yeah, it feels like a tutorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People want to come to me and say Ford v Ferrari is, feels like a manufactured movie. And I say, oh boy. no, that's a bad opinion. This is a manufactured movie. This is Oscar bait. This is purely like this is point A to point B. We have the script. We have this scene that everyone knows. We have the lines that everyone knows it's going to be said. We have the mannerisms. We have like the like the Italian stuff is so fucking dumb and it's so bad and it's, pointless. And it's just it's I, honestly, I kind of. OK, this is what I want. I either wanted uh a fun, zany marriage comedy between Vigo Mortensen and Linda, Linda Cardellini, or I wanted a serious movie talking about Don Shirley. I wanted either one of those two movies. I'm not it's saying any of those movies too. would be good, but if you want to go with the Italian zaniness, I'm all here for it, but that's the yeah. entire movie, and you go full fucking in. Yeah. And you have Linda Cardellini actually have a fucking role in this movie. Like, fuck, fuck you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is Linda Cardellini erasure. Oh, it's... And we're not going to stand for it. Such, yeah. Oh, Hell, I would even take uh, uh, fairly directing a comedy about Italian. Vigo and Lena Cardellini. Yeah, um, because even if it's not going to be your brand or my brand of humor, at least it's going to be a little non-existent. Yeah, and it'll have more consistent. I mean, look at the Three Stooges, right? Oh boy, what's not? Yes. Just because, um, of course, we didn't talk about that anymore. And so, did he direct that? He did. That's right. I believe with his. I believe with his brother. Um, mm. And so, yeah. Why? Why is this only one brother? <laughs> yeah, the brother was like, that? okay, this is actually too bad. Like, this is a. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't do this one. I'm sorry. I, I've I've made three suits with you, but I can't do this. I'm we're we're on the brink of one Cohen brother <laughs> making a Macbeth movie. So it's kind. Of, I mean, they're the same directors. Let's be honest here. I mean, the Peter, the Farley brothers, and the Cohen brothers. I mean, they're like the one and the same. You're right. Um, I'm joking. It's. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, wait. You meant? I thought you meant like comparing Joel and Ethan, like they're the, they're the same person. Not compare. Okay, okay. All right. Yes, that was funny. Um, Thank you. Yeah, this this movie is like a Saturday night live sketch and um, when it tries not to be it's painful it, it's just, it's not it's cringy it's, it's really really cringy it's so cringy it's so it's it's a it's a very cringy movie because it's just so obvious it is so it is so i hate to say this but it's it's so didactic it's so i don't know it's so it there's there's literally no nuance and the only nuance in this movie is ali's performance and again he can't he's not he can't do too much in this shit piece of a movie it's just he's not given the room like there's the scene when he's picked up from that uh oh i think it's like a 
bathhouse or something when when oh, one you see yeah yeah and it's alluded to that he had relations with men and um there's nothing there's just nothing there it's it's there's just, a ymca though that there is a ymca there <laughs> right they didn't just film it out they didn't just film it outdoors and pretend that they were Did you ever have to do that uh, dance or that song in gym class what? Is this how bored we are yeah. of this movie? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's interesting. Is this the level of, of porn? Up? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, it just lacks all that the other. Ex- oh, yeah. And then there's the scene when they have that confrontation in the rain after he gets picked up from jail, I think. And it's I just there's. So, OK, so. Just no, I know, I know what you're talking about. I know, no, no, no I, I know what you're talking about. I just didn't like in my rewatch. I remember it though. And it's, uh, yeah, it's quite frankly just um, loses all hope of trying to sustain its its power um, because there was no buildup and and there's some there's something there, but it was just never explored fully because we have to deal with Tony fucking Valalonga. And not have a solo Don Shirley movie. It really should have been just a Shirley. I mean, again, that's a different movie because Nick Vallelonga doesn't want to talk about, doesn't really want to tell a story about Dr. Shirley. He wants to tell a story about his piece of shit father, who by all accounts fucking sucked. Would you like it if um, a director was like, I want to tell the story of Don Shirley, just him? Yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, and also, and the thing is, you could totally do that because you don't have to talk, you don't have to cover any of the fucking Green Book shit. It was yeah. one footnote in his life yeah. that was so much more interesting than any of this manufactured bullshit. Um, I just, who would you cast? Would you go Marshall? Yeah. Or is it just honestly? Like, would you, would you, as, <laughs> I know that's kind of crazy, but it could be on it. I just, hmm. Would the family sign off on it? I think if if it's a director of color. Yeah. It would be a cool redemption story. I just, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that for, I, yeah, okay, maybe. I mean, if he was going to do it, I mean, yeah, um, whatever. This yeah. is like yeah. if you made a movie about Steve Jobs and you made the movie from the perspective of his neighbors it really is. Like, what do you want? It on? really is. Like, like it's, it's not even making a movie with Steve. It's not even making a movie about the perspective of Steve Wozniak. It's Steve Wozniak's assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's horrible. And the assistant is Tony Lip. <laughs> hey, Steve, what are you doing with those computers? Hey, why'd you do them to my balls? <laughs> no. yeah. I'm folding pizza over here. God. Hey, I'm walking. All right. Uh, I love how you keep going back to Midnight Cowboy. Like, it's... Oh, my God. Um, Vigo was nominated, right? He was, yes. Right. Um, for a, uh, an impression. For, for a caricature, yeah. Now, he did eat that food, though. And he drank that whole... He drank that milk at that one scene, which was pretty cool. It's a pretty good scene, I gotta say. Him eating... Honestly, if the movie was just him eating for two hours and 16 minutes, I'd watch it. And I think that we should also mention that he threw away two 
glasses that mm. were touched by black men. So I think that's what just gave him the nomination right there. Is like, that actually, wait, is that the worst scene in the movie? Mm, no, the fried chicken scene's just too bad. I mean, I think that scene is, I think it goes from like different levels of badness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that it's different levels because we just keep on getting the same scene. You know, like inch by inch, um, Tony's racism <laughs> meter is brought down to what we perceive as zero. But I want to the same example. I want to talk to someone who actually believes that this his arc was earned or his or you actually believed like he wasn't a racist anymore. I want to talk to the stupid motherfucker who actually thinks that was believable in the slightest that he went from being a horrible racist who threw away two glasses to be like, yeah, have dinner with my fucking family. Are you joking? That's year that's years of reflection to even even come close to that shit. I want to meet that stupid fucking old white guy who thinks that. Is this the mo- worst movie we've done? Oh, probably. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, we haven't done many bad movies. Well, it's between this and Red Skywalker. Oh, shit. Fuck. Oh, actually. Oh, man. I, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. Both are really failures on many. I, I'll say, I'll say this: they're both cinematic failures on very different uh, aspects. So there's that. <laughs> like it's, it's not like I love two Star- movies that. Are... <laughs> no, you can say it. I love Star Wars so much that the movie makes me more angry because I have a special connection to it and I love The Last Jedi. I think they squander a lot of opportunities. I think it has better scenes. In I think there's better like there are, the highs are way better in Skywalker than Green Book. I think there was more to talk about in Rise than Very Jedi. much so. But I How don't but if you ask me which movie I would rather watch, probably Star Wars, but even then, I don't know. Like I'm not bored with that movie. I'm, uh, uh, I'm insulted by it. With Green Book, I'm just. Oh, I was bored with Rise. Um. Easily, I was very bored. I just like Star Wars, so I wasn't bored. I just was like, "What's happening? These are bad decisions. What is going on?" Um, but Green Book, I was so bored. It's just such a boring movie because it's just so fucking stale and obvious and. I don't know. I smiled at maybe one or two jokes, and I, don't, and I can't even tell you what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. Maybe, if, again, I think some of the Italian stereotype stuff was just so fucking goofy. I was kind of like, this could be funny if this wasn't, if it wasn't in this movie. Yeah. If you went full married to the mob, cool. Yeah. But this is no bueno. Um, yeah. Is Lena Carnellini the literally the only female character in this movie? Yeah. Holy fuck. That's does this, bad. Does it pass the Bechdel test? No. They, well, uh, no, I'm, no. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. 
Well, no, I was thinking because there's she does talk with her friends at like for the uh, with the letter. But it's but about Tony. You can't. I know exactly. Yeah. It's literally only because it's about Tony. That's the only why. That's the only reason why the scenes in there. God, when your movie only has the wives as your female characters, like that's. And then like there's I mean, that scene between of one of the wives in Sebastian Maniscalco and yeah he's cooking. like yeah he's like yeah why don't you write me a letter and he's like why don't you get to the grocery store or something like that no like, he said no he said why don't you cook a meal yeah just no good <laughs> it's just really really in 2018 in the year of our lord 2018 you know it's not and even if that was said back then it wasn't fucking funny <laughs> like you know yeah, what I mean? yeah 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 it, wasn't it, it doesn't show. work that in the should... 50s doesn't work here yeah it should it, like when people said that back then it wasn't ha 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 it was like are you fucking kidding me all right dude yeah like calm down let's just play the game i think you're totally dead on like this only one i think it the preferential ballot helped certainly uh-huh um, and the fact that the backlash wasn't even succeeding in a backlash like where it helped la la land and three billboards it succeed it didn't succeed here um that the academy was just like no this moved me um i feel like i relate to tony it was stubborn it was it was a stubborn move it was like no you can't tell me what i should not like and of course like there was that tweet from uh maneglia a few months ago where he's like if where isn't it like if some movie moves you, don't ever believe that because do you remember do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. It's it was like, um oh man. If a movie if an Academy member says a movie moved them, then that's not always the case. It's something like that. But of course like I'm not denying that the emotional power is gonna be universal with everybody. But if that's the first thing an Academy voter says, like, why did you vote for this movie? It moved me. That's not a fucking reason. Yeah. That's not best picture, bro. Like the way the way way back moves me, but it's not a best fucking picture. Like it's sure. a it, it's a sappy media like mediocrely made or mediocre made um coming of age movie. But huh. it moves me because I have a connection to it. That's is that the second? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if I can do that episode. That's just. It's too raw, man. It's too personal. Um, oh, but, that. We can put that in the back pocket. That'd be a therapy session, though. Huh? That wouldn't should actually we, be a podcast. Should we just put you in front of a microphone? Like, Honestly, no it's just like... I'm not here. Yeah, yeah. So, daddy issues. We all have them. You know? <laughs> These are mine. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I hear that so much. The It moves me. Fuck your, your emotions. Watch the fucking movie. Well, we actually... I'm not saying... In replacement for way way back, at Astra. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah, god. That that's not too. That's a. That's that, that's not too too much. Okay, so that's not as worse. Okay, it's not as bad. Oh, because yeah, because like, because there's so much to talk about that movie. I just don't. I don't always need to talk about the daddy issues. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Um. At Astra's kind of. At Astra's so fucking. All right. I, all right. Okay. Yeah. Astro. Maybe that should have just won Best Picture. What a movie! I know. I guess. I guess that was in 2019. Never mind. Mm. Yeah. What would be fucking James Gray's brain book? His. What? What would be James Gray's green book? 
like something that I would on Best Picture. What if he directed Green Book? Oh, 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 wow. That would actually... He's not... Uh, well, first of all, he's not the kind of guy to, to make a movie about race. Um, but if anything. he were... Um, I think it would be a lot more period accurate because he's a guy that loves accuracy. Like if it were We on the Night, like the 80s um, decor is is very much present can he tell jokes he's yeah that's good that's good yeah that's a good point uh he's not a very funny he's a very funny guy if you listen to him in interviews like he has a very thick like tweens accent and um his humor is very dry but his his movies are very very serious um because he's a he's a filmmaker that's inspired from a bygone era like he's He's like our Coppola and our, uh, you know, our Friedkin and someone who just, no, not even like PTA and Quentin Tarantino make movies like James Gray, like those guys that preserve the the old fashioned artistry. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking. Um, I for, totally forgot that. In Ad Astra, there's a deleted scene where the uh, the monkey from the spaceship uh, <laughs> does a tight five at the comedy store. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. I think that was pretty funny. You know, he he did a whole he did a whole bunch of Trump jokes. You know, it, it's late. That orangutan was um, was the guy who wrote the jokes for Brad Pitt's. That, yeah, 100. Yeah, him and uh, David Fincher co-wrote it. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they figured it out. It was, was totally it an orangutan or it was a monkey? Totally, it was totally Adam McKay, right? Like maybe. I think that's pretty much. Maybe. I think it's absolutely. Uh, is orang? Wait, was it orangutan or a monkey? They're both. No, we got to get this family. right, Jack. We're experts here. Oh boy, this is not an astrocast. Right. We got to have to pick the right simian here. Okay, well we can discuss it on. The Ad Astra episode? Yeah, yeah. Who do we get, who do we get on that for that? Ooh, that would be fun. David Maybe Simpson. Meg, just so I can torch, you know, so I can just, like, yell at her for the entire episode. Meg does not need to be yelled at. Oh, for Ad Astra, she does. Okay. Um, I love yeah. you, Meg. Green Book is... Uh, is not Ad Astra. Not at certain. Not Ad Astra. Meg and Tony Lip in space. Hey, <laughs> Daddy! Throw it in here. Pops, I'm here. Can he like fold like? I don't know, what do fucking astronauts eat? You know the, those like powder meals or whatever. Can he fold that and eat it? I don't know. You know that scene where um him and the other astronauts are up in space and they're having that conflict. Like mm-hmm. Brad Pitt's like it's on the like what if he's like a fucking guinea like me can't be told what to do in a situation like this. Like, why are you busting my balls? Why, hey, why I'm you just trying to see my doing father. Chops here. <laughs> I'm just trying to go see my father. He's feeling very depressed right now. I want to go say hi to my dad. He's that sad and yeah, it, it's horrible. Uh, James Gandolfini in Ad Astra, though. He'd be great as Tommy Lee Jones. <gasps> oh, Clay, man. Yes. Oh, man. I miss him. But he's actually, but he's actually Tony from The Sopranos. Hey, oh, my God. He's gone. He's, he's actually Tony. Tony. Hey, listen. 
I'm here, and you just talk to other people about getting done. Got it? All right. <laughs> That's what neither of us are doing good Tony impressions, but we get it. You know, it's like I think just Tony in space away from Jersey would would be quite a sight to see. What about if it was Bernie Sanders instead of Tommy Lee <laughs> Jones? Oh no. I had to get away from the capitalists. All right, no, all right, we're, we're done. We're done. We're done. Oh no. Um, oh, no. we're done. Um, Larry David. Oh, that actually, would be pretty cool. <laughs> that actually be pretty cool. Uh, hey, it's pretty nice up here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, before we, I don't know, lose every single listener we've ever had, and actually get into negative listeners, but with all of our accents, I think we should uh, end the episode. Jeff Garland is Brad Pitt. Oh boy. All right, all right, all right, come on. Um, I don't even know how to transition. We don't have a favorite scene. This movie's not This movie's not good. It's bad. Um, it's not the worst thing you've ever seen, but, you know, it's not good. Um, it's not Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, that's that's the one thing I got to say, but it's also not Ad Astra. So that's, that's, that's that where I'm at. That said, I, again, like, I will do a Bo Rap episode. I will not. I will not. I will refuse to. I just can't. I don't also, I don't want to talk about Brian Singer. That's the thing. I don't want right. to talk about Okay, Brian well, Singer. of course. But again, like, I think it's worth just, just mentioning why I'm saying that. It's about what it represents. I understand. And not so much what it is. But, I mean, it's, we talked about that with, like, the King's Speech. We can do, like, Lincoln or the Dark. Like, all these, bi- what, music biopics, I guess, we'll have to. Yeah, music pick. biopics specifically, yes. Well, what's another music biopic of this decade? That's interesting. Ooh, that's a good question. I can't think Love of Love and Mercy? Love and Mercy, personally. Is yeah, but that's, ve- that's very different from any music biopic. Because, uh, not very different, but, like, in the in the style of storytelling of young versus old and alternating timelines. Wait, but you said interesting. Or did you not? That's, I guess an interesting movie that follows the formula. Hmm. Oh, boy. Or a good movie. It doesn't have to be interesting. A movie that's good. Judy? I don't know. Was that good? I don't know. I haven't seen it. No one's seen it. Me either. Yeah. I don't think Renee Zellweger has seen it. <laughs> and again, I don't think she sees most things nowadays. Yeah. Boy, what a speech. You know, she's an Im- she, she speaks for immigrants, right? That's what... I, Inarguably I the worst speech of the night, I think, was hers. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's She's, you know, it's probably... It was probably... It's been... It's been a hard award circuit for her, I bet. You know, Why? it's not because she's had to. Li- she's been at every single event, and she probably and it's probably really exhausting. She's the sole representative of that movie. I know, but no, that's what I mean. Like she's in inter- being. That's actually. You know, a, actually, that is something point. that um, the Judy and Bo Rap have in common is that there was just no one else. There isn't even if you mean in Green Books. Up. And we'll just hear me out. So, even if Green Book had its core team of Vigo, Peter, and uh, Marshala, it still was a you know a unit. But Bo Rap and Judy, they just had Rami Malek and Renee Zellweger. You didn't um, follow either director. Or, I mean, you know, I, I guess. guess Bo Rap's a yeah, Bo Rap's circumstance. Different. But there was no supporting actor or supporting actress. 
No. Wraps. So there was just one sole representative, and both of them ended up winning Oscars. Sure. So like, sure. Oh, man. Weird year. <laughs> Weird year. Next year's better, and we've already recorded next year. Uh, but next year is much better, and we're happier in that. I kind of wish we'd record. I wish we, we were recorded when. I wish we recorded this first, so we could, you know, pick ourselves up. But uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Hey, how's it going? That is that is actually a a common phrase from Tony Soprano. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? There's a lot. I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but there is a lot of death in The Sopranos. And whenever there's a lot of funerals, and whenever The Sopranos are at a funeral, like you'll see um, Tony go to the family of of the person who passed away, and he'll just be like, "What are you going to do?" Yeah, it's it's not like it's a funeral. It's a funeral scene, so obviously it has some emotional poignancy, but it's. There's so many of them where it's like mm-hmm. I know all the beats of this funeral scene. So it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's another formation. Yeah. It is what it is. It is it's what, what it is. It's um, Irishman. Same thing. Like you'll you'll hear that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, Jack, where can everyone find you? <laughs> I can't do this, man. Oh no, this. Uh, you know we're gonna have to record other ones after this. Wait. Uh, wait, wait like, you mean the podcast is not canceled after this? No, it's not canceled. <laughs> by by some thin margin, it's not. Um, oh wow. But I'm Jack K. Draper on Twitter, and. My writing is found on the Simple Cinephile. How about you? Everyone can find me and my horrible impressions that I will never do on the internet, only on this podcast, so you're welcome. Uh, you can all follow me at Clayfilm100 on Twitter, on Instagram, on Letterboxd. Uh, please remember to write, review, subscribe. You can follow us at ETTPod on Twitter. Um, you can send us a nice little voicemail on Anchor. Tell, tell, tell us if you love Green Book, and we'll try not to laugh at you um you know say you know what actually give us your best tony lip impression that's what that's what i want i want Mm -hmm. your best tony lip impression Uh, give us your favorite peter farrelly movies maybe not that um (laughs) no uh whatever you want Uh, was yeah next week we've already recorded but parasite is good app with uh robin barr Mm -hmm. um that was cool i was that's that's actually a good movie I gotta say, that's a pretty good movie, Parasite. Pretty good. It's a, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank you all. Uh. Yeah. And then I guess that's then that's the end of uh the best. We're at the end of the best picture miniseries. Mm-hmm. Hell of a run. Hell of a run. There are some highs. There are some lows. And uh, the highs were highs. The highs were highs. The lows were lows. And we'll have another decade of highs and lows of Oscars. 
Uh, I guarantee it. Um, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Exiting Through the 2010s.